0: <laughs> I see you, Dada. <laughs> Mama, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I could cry. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Marriage, Cool Parents, coming off a stellar episode 100.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're over 100. We're your hosts, Doug Hayner and Jamie Otis Hayner, and. First of all, if you celebrate Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. And if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. It is the holidays, which is the best time of the year.
0: Yeah, I think everybody is sort of wanting to end. And that's Hendrix, by the way. Um, Can't get around having him awake during this.
1: Yeah, you know how it goes. I mean, we pretty much, I mean, this is the whole joy of podcasting in your own home, working from home. Have your kids, you have your kids here 24-7, which is honestly... I kind of love it. I don't feel like you guys mind hearing Hendrix baby chatter in the background or Gracie bopping in. And like, I can't wait one day when we're old and gray, we can come back and listen to these episodes and our babies will be
2: babies still. I
0: ain't turning gray. No, but I think everybody is so ready for 2020 to be over, which also leads to a big surprise that we're going to announce on Christmas Day.
1: Oh my gosh. We always have a virtual Christmas present for you guys every single year. So this is our seventh annual Christmas present slash a huge announcement for you guys. So incredibly excited. Uh, We're going to share it. Are we sharing it on the podcast?
0: Uh, I think for the next episode, we'll share it, but we're going to share it through social media for sure. So we'll make sure to post about it. Anybody that does get our newsletter, be sure to keep an eye out for that mailer. But yes, oh, we're very so exciting. excited.
1: I cannot wait to share it with you. But anyways, yeah. 2020 but- has been such a rough year. Oh. I mean, oh. I don't think that anybody would argue that it has pulled out some patience from folks and it's helped us realize different strengths that we didn't even know existed. I mean, I burned. Yeah. them nine pound four pound nine pound four ounce baby out of a tub in my bedroom and i never
0: thought that that would happen never
1: thought i could even do that and i did it so and
0: here we are 22 pounds later
1: yeah he's sitting on my lap um and honestly so 2020 hasn't been all bad but good grief i'm ready for it to
0: end you know what has been good for 2020 is the five-star reviews that we get and we love giving a shout out every single week and this week is no different, comes from Tawanda T., who writes... Since the beginning, I've followed you all since math season one, and I've loved watching your growth. It was touch and go for a while on the show, but you guys have really shown what doing the work in a relationship can create, and you brought us all along for the ride. Your conversations are very relatable, especially around pregnancy loss and creating and navigating family and new parent life. I appreciate your openness and always look forward to listening each week. Thank you so much, Tawanda.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Tawanda. We really appreciate that. Hendrix is currently Uh chewing my chin.
0: Yes. (laughs) And um, we're not going to take up too much more time for the intro here because we want to get to part two of the... Dr. Jess and John Franchetic.
1: Oh, my goodness. The feedback that we have gotten for the first half of this interview has been epic. Thank yeah. you guys so much. I'm so glad that you're enjoying it. I'm so thankful that John and Jess have been able to kind of share their side of the story. Um, but yeah, without further ado, I think we should, we should get to it. What do you think, Hendrix? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hendrix just learned how to make that sound. Let's just bring him on
1: let's do it.
0: So leading up to, I guess, with the four shows that you were on, did you volunteer to step down or was it a break of contract at all?
2: No. So when I went to Chris, I had said, look, I'll step down from the franchise just because of, you know, just how everything might I kind of wish you didn't. I think there's a lot of reasons why I didn't return for what was the Charlotte season. I think part of it was probably my relationship with John. For me, there was... There was Delaney
3: at home crying at Christmas saying... All I want for Christmas
2: is for you to be home more.
1: Oh, my goodness. That will break any mama's heart. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh.
2: There are like three reasons for me to choose not to do that. It would be Jack Carter and Delaney. But I think the other part of it is, you know, as the show gets more successful and it's like the smash hit right now, sometimes there are things that were going in a direction that one of the things that was great is we were able to, Hey, I know we're making a TV show, but also like my role and just as supporting people is this, and we're sort of in conflict. We could work that out. I think the tension that, my relationship with John brought to that dynamic, made it harder for me to have those conversations. I felt like, so I was sometimes the bad guy, like, guys, I don't think this is the right move for this couple. And we could have those conversations, but it started to get a little strained. Yeah. And so I think the show was going in another direction. I think that doing so many shows at once was a lot. And I have a day job, which is my like passion. You know, And I enjoyed that. And I loved, loved, loved doing Married at First Sight, Seven Year Switch. I love those shows. And then at some point, and it's probably the tension, probably a lot of things, but it started to be not fun for me. It started to feel more like I was getting more resentful of my time. It felt more like work, yeah, yeah. but work that I wasn't You're more passionate about. No, Welcome to my I love the people. Life. You guys know you get so attached to your audio guys mm. and gals and your camera people and producers. And some of my close friendships are with people I met in the TV world.
0: Yeah, it was like a little fraternity. And it was, you know, for that show each time. It's funny that you say that because we still stay in touch with the crew that we had initially. Which it really,
1: is, you start to feel like truly like family yeah. with
2: them. Oh, yeah. yeah, you totally mm-hmm. do. Some of them are coming to our wedding. I mean... Because they're, 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 they're people. They're good people too. they like, a yeah.
0: And I, I take issue, because we had Pastor Cal on the podcast, and I had mentioned that I was going to reach out to you guys to be the minister for you at your wedding, because I am an ordained minister, and Pastor Cal broke the news that he was going to be doing it, and I was really upset about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: love that man's pieces. I mean, he's one of the first people I went to, even though I was told I should not, I was not supposed to talk to Pepper or Cal about it. I went to them and told both of them.
0: How could you not? Yeah.
2: I told both of them over dinner. Cal over, I remember I was eating fried Brussels sprouts. I'm a foodie, but I I was like staring at this Brussels sprouts, like bawling. And he's (laughs) like, you gotta lead with your heart, but use your head. And he's like, Jess, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. And he's like, but I know you and you got to do what you got to do. And, have your back and i met with pepper i was terrified i would have been too <laughs> and it wasn't me that was crying she was crying. and how was her reaction was she's upset with me she was crying she's like i am so happy i yeah. adore john she's like this is the best thing that could have happened and at that moment i'm like all right we're good
0: that's amazing that you have that support behind you because I watch you guys and follow you guys not in a creepy way but it's just <laughs> kind of creepy yeah I mean just the fact that you guys found each other it's so beautiful to watch it really is
1: Yeah, and honestly, it's really beautiful to know that there are no hard feelings amongst your colleagues or amongst the married at first sight clan, you know? Like the experts 100% support you and have your back. I know that, you know, for Unfiltered, when there was a new expert, you know, it's just never the same. And I mean, Pepper and I were chatting, we're like, you know, of course, we welcome her and we love her, but like, it's just not quite the same. But I'm happy to hear that. That's also another big question. It was, when did you tell the other experts and were they upset with you at all? And so I'm just so happy that you've been able to like, kind of speak your side of the story and kind of like debunk all these philosophies that are going out there or myths, I guess, about like how you guys, not philosophy. (laughs) I think I've had too much wine. No, but like, and also mom brain, but you know what I mean? Like all these insinuations, I guess is the right word. All these people are insinuating that you guys were in love on the show and that Jessica, the reason why you were so harsh with Molly at that one scene was because you were in love with her man. And it's like, that wasn't the case at all. But like, you know, I can't say that. So it's so nice now that you're no longer under contract and you're able to kind of share your side of the story and like how you guys fell in love and where you're at now. And I think that, you know, anybody listening to this, I hope that, you know, if you are unsure about anything, like maybe now you're more sure that this is just a couple who fell in love in very extraordinary circumstances. Obviously, John may have been more in love with Jess in the beginning than the other way around, but he did a good job (laughs) throwing Jack up in the air in the pool because dagger to the soul.
0: (laughs) Now, I do want to ask because, John, it sounds like you had your fair share of dating experience, we'll say. What was it about Jessica that changed for you to settle down?
3: That's a good question. Oh, it's a good one, uh, <laughs> It's funny because when you sign up for maths and I don't know what it was like when you guys did it, but well, when I did it, people. it was... A long questionnaire. Right. And so at some point it's funny because you sit down and you start talking to like your friends and stuff and you're talking about other things and their relationships and who they're talking to. And just like having a kid. Right. Like it makes you it forces you to evaluate what you think is right and what makes sense. And I've had this conversation with Jenna Michelle, a couple of my friends that have a kid and they're like, but what religion do we raise him? You know, and I'm like, well, that's up to you. You know, and so it forces you, it forces you into this, like, what do I do? And so when you sit back and you really talk about, okay, well, what's important? What makes sense? How do we go about this? And it's one of those where Jess always goes, oh, well, you know, I'm afraid you're going to leave me for some younger woman when you decide that you want kids and you decide all these other things. And I'm like, you don't understand. I've been forced to think about this already and talk about what's important. And like her as a person versus her as a professional, very different people. Her as a person, we're going out on the kayak. She's goofy. She's funny. She's cuddly and puts on these like cardigans and then she's like they're boring but this one's gray which is the boringest color on the planet but whatever and (laughs) but like we can go back and forth and we can joke and we can do all these things that's what i got babe but like we like to do so many of the same things and we like to go about life in the same way and i i think the number one comment that you've said recently where i'm like Keep speaking my language is when I keep talking about because I work in finance. So this is what you do. You think about the future. So I'm like, okay, well, if you want to retire and you want to do this, and she goes, I don't know how I feel about retirement. I feel like we should live life now. And then at some point you just kind of tear down working, but you keep living life and you keep doing life. And if you know anything about me, I did my MBA in Australia and Sweden. Like I've been all over the world. And that's how I look at it. And I go, there's no reason to me that you should put everything on pause and just work, 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 work until you're 65. And then you get to go do life. But stuff like that, where when you look at who she is as a person, I get to see it every day. You go, okay, so this is the person that makes sense for me. And that is why Jessica over all of the other people, and she's wildly intelligent. If doctor before her name doesn't tell you that. But like, we can have conversations about the most absurd things and she'll follow me there and go, okay, that was cute, honey, but let's come back to reality. And, <laughs> you know, but it's like all of that stuff when you throw it all into a pot together and you go, okay, this is why her with her crazy life and all of her kids and all of the shit that she has going on right like all of it that's why it makes sense because of who she is as a person and why that can make sense and and work you know yeah I'm gonna die young so sucks for you
0: (laughs) and I think on some level too because I always say it's weird when anybody blames the experts for any relationships that fail on Married at First Sight because it's the people that are giving these interviews and telling people about yourself and I'm just curious going through a marriage like you had for Molly And for me going through the screening process was the first time I opened up and thought about this is who I want This is who I see myself marrying. This is who I expect to be there This is my perfect person And sometimes you think your perfect person is one thing and then you go through and you realize it's not When you were going through the entire screening process and everything john Do you feel like you were kind of seeing jessica? at the end, like the person that she is, or did it go through Molly first to realize that, you know what, this is exactly what I want.
3: I totally, I follow your question. Um, And I think, so one of the questions on the questionnaire that I answered, that was hundreds of questions long, was what is your biggest fear in this? And what I wrote was two words, she lied. (laughs) and and i said later i have to edit that answer because it's not that she lied it's that either she lied and or she defined something differently and i don't think that the person that i put down changed it all from who i described how i envisioned that person how i defined adventurous how i defined intelligent how you know what i mean like there's a fundamental difference there where I think Molly defined adventurous very differently than me with a skydiving license who teaches scuba diving and goes whitewater kayaking and all You know what I mean? Like that to me is adventurous. You could define adventurous as, you know, I go hiking, hiking. or you
2: know, yeah. go outside, whatever your bubble it's is. It's subjective. If you it. yeah.
1: yeah. That's a variable that can't be accounted for when it comes to matching people.
2: I'm not jumping out of a plane. She said this
0: <laughs> Oh, it is amazing jumping out of a plane.
1: I did it. Because it was on his pre-baby bucket list, and I gotta tell you, I will absolutely never do it again. It is—I can't wait to go again. It's okay. How about this? We'll get together. You and John can go jump out of a plane. Jessica and I can have some wine.
0: That's the best double date ever. You
2: guys jump out of a plane.
3: (laughs) But yeah, I think Doug, to answer your question, right? Like, I think I described Jessica in it, not because I was trying to describe Jessica. Of course, of course. Yeah, but because she just happens to fit the bill. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's cool that you actually knew that about yourself because I think the one thing about married at first sight is that whether you stay married or get divorced, the one thing that everybody gets is like a little bit more insight on who they are and who they want to be and who they want to be partners with, because inevitably, like you learn so much about yourself when you're thrown in that kind of situation. So, I mean, it's kind of incredible that Dr. Jess fit the bill right from the get-go and you knew that and here you are. You've been together now for how long? I know it's been a couple of years.
2: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Be June 2018. It's two and a half. So yeah, I mean, we're almost in twenty
1: twenty one. Yeah, isn't that? I can't wait for twenty twenty one.
0: It was June seventeenth, right? Yeah,
2: that's Father's. Father's That was Father's Father's Day.
1: Day. Okay, so one last question, and then we can let you guys go because this has been the longest interview ever, but probably my favorite, to be honest, because you're just so vulnerable and real and heartfelt, and also everyone's been dying to know. And it's just so nice that you're able to share your side of the story. There's no more speculation. It is what it is. So I just absolutely love that. This is probably going to be second part like I think we're usually we like cut down a little bit if it's too long but I don't think we're going to cut anything out and we're going to leave two parts for your guys's interview but I wanted to ask because this is a question on everyone's mind for everybody who loves you and supports you they want to know like when is the wedding going to be because I know that you know you guys had to put it off because of COVID which by the way I feel like if you can survive COVID in a relationship you can survive anything right because it's like crazy yeah
2: no it's so crazy And, and like in my day job I'm doing a lot of lecturing on like how to deal with your relationship and COVID and those sorts of things but no for us so we were supposed to get married in October and in the Finger Lakes so I'm from Ohio originally wait in the Finger Lakes I'm
1: from Ithaca area originally which is also the Finger Lakes
2: so Ventosa Vineyards is in uh, Geneva area oh my god this is my hood Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's where we're gonna get married so it's halfway between where we live in Massachusetts and Ohio so for a lot of my family it was equidistant and but we love the Finger Lakes and the wineries and all that stuff. And it's like great family fun and whatever. So we were going to get married in October and then COVID. And so we decided to delay it a year because everyone's traveling for it. It's like a destination wedding for everybody. Yeah. So, and Cal's supposed to marry us. And
0: um, well, if he can't, then I'm putting my name out there. I've done 20 weddings. I could send you a video if you want for the interview <laughs> process.
2: All right. <laughs> Yeah, so it's. I mean, next fall, I don't want to announce the date exactly.
0: But now, John, did you ask her kids if it was okay to marry her?
2: So the story. funniest story.
3: Oh. Yeah. So, Jess's daughter is a gangster.
2: <laughs> she <is.
0: laughs>
3: So, given the option, right? It was like, okay, do you want to take Jack and Carter to basketball, or do you want to take Delaney to dance? You're like, I'll take Delaney to dance. <laughs> Because Delaney is as tomboy as they come. Right. But she, so she'd do like hip hop and all this other stuff. So anytime I had her in the car, and it was just like me and her, and I'm taking her somewhere. She'd get in the back seat, and I just see out of the rear view her do one of these, like, So when are you going to marry my mom? <laughs> <laughs> and so I had told her, and I was like, Well, you know, planning this sort of thing out, da 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 da. And she was like, Okay. And she just doesn't say anything to anyone. And I was like, You can't really? tell anybody." This secret. You can't tell anybody. She said, okay. So then it was the day before we were leaving. Jess had brought a babysitter over to watch them. They were going back to their dad's like the following day. So the babysitter just needed to be there for the night. We were leaving at like four in the morning or something. So her oldest son, I come walking in. We're like all in the hot tub. And I come walking in and her oldest son is standing there. And I was like, hey, you want to know a secret? He was like, sure. And I was like, come here. And I like walk up to the bedroom. Now, mind you, Jess does child trauma psychology. Right, therapy. Mm-hmm. And so she's, of course, then warned her kids against everything no, that I, you could imagine.
2: I educate my kids young right. about, you yeah.
3: know, everything. So I walk up into the bedroom and I say, alright, I'm going to show you something you can't tell anybody. I'm saying this to her oldest son. And immediately puts his hands in his pocket, starts backing up, gets awkward. He's like, this isn't about privates, is it?
0: Oh my god. What did he
3: say? I
1: missed it. This isn't
0: god. about privates, is it? Oh!
3: <laughs>
2: They're up in our bedroom.
3: And I'm like immediately, I'm like, oh my god, you're your mother's. No, no. You're your mother's child. (laughs) Go away. Just go away. And he's like, okay, I I, but but like I want to know. And I was like, it has nothing to do with that. That's (laughs) disgusting. And so like I'm making a big thing about it. And I'm like, gross. And he goes, Well, well, what is it? And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, but you have to promise me you cannot (laughs) tell anyone. And it does not have to do with private. He goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and so I had in my carry-on in like this backpack that has like a top thing. It's made by Oakley. So it's got sunglass mm. holding on the top. So in there I had like the ring box, right? And I pulled it out and I opened it and showed it to him. And he backs up and he's like, I got to tell my mom. I got to
2: tell <laughs> So he comes downstairs. I'm,
3: I'm trying to talk him out of it. I'm like, no, no, stop. No, stop. Literally we're leaving in like seven hours. Just stop. <laughs>
0: So oh, why were you going to do it?
2: He grabbed his stuffed animals and he comes downstairs. I'm still sitting in the hot tub. He comes out and he's like, mom, you know, what, the thing you told me, if, I'm never supposed to keep a secret. And, and what if you have a secret from someone that you love from someone else that you love, but you're not sure what to do about it. Aww. And I was like, Carter, I said, is someone trying to touch you in a way you don't want to be touched? To? <laughs> he's like, no, mom,
0: this is not about
2: private. <laughs> In the house and John's at Carter, you're coming with me. So he takes him to the bar. And, um, we had to go pick up dinner from the bar. <laughs> so we get this pizza place that has a bar that we love the pizza there. So he took me to I take me him to him the bar, bar
3: and we sit he down. He gets a
2: root beer. Yeah, he gets a root beer or something
3: and I get a beer and I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, dude. So like,
2: he wanted to why, know if my life was going to change. Out.
3: Yeah. And he goes, well, I've never had a stepdad before. I don't know what to do with stepdad. And I'm like, okay, bud. I'm like, I just want you to understand. We already lived together at that point. I'm like, literally nothing is changing. We're going to throw a big party. And
0: that's
1: it. Mm. How it was old like, was he yeah. at this time?
0: Okay, before we get to that, I want to give a quick mention to two of our sponsors, first being one of my favorite pants that Jamie wears ever, whether she's lounging around the house, chasing the kids, doing a workout. These sweaty Betty pants are my absolute favorite. Her butt looks phenomenal. You can hear Henley chewing chips in the background. That's how great it is. But if 2020 has taught us anything, it's being comfortable around the house is super important, but also looking good because it makes you feel good. And Sweaty Betty Gary Pants will be your new favorite everyday pants. They allow you to breeze from running errands to working from home. They have a relaxed fit, sweat wicking fabric, a super flattering waistband and fitted cuffs that make it stay exactly where you want them to be. Again, I love when Jamie wears her sweaty Betty pants around the house and you deserve to look amazing and feel comfortable, whether it's a workout or just working from home, chasing around the kiddos. So If you go to sweatybetty.com slash H-M-C-P, you can use the code H-M-C-P to get 20% off at checkout for your purchase. That's Sweaty Betty's best offer that they've ever offered on this podcast. Sweatybetty.com slash H-M-C-P, use our code H-M-C-P at checkout for 20%. Off, that's S W E A T Y B E T T Y dot com slash HMCP. Use our code HMCP at checkout. And last but not least, if anyone is looking to sleep more, sleep better relax, relieve stress, which seems like everybody, I highly recommend using the Calm app. I use it every single day. They have a whole library of programs designed for healthy sleep. They have soundscapes, guided meditations, and over a hundred sleep stories narrated by Stephen Fry, Kelly Rowland, Laura Dern. I mean, over 85 million people around the world use the Calm app to ease their mind, get a better sleep. If this is connecting with you, Anybody that wants to try it out can go to com.com. That's C A L M.com backslash hot marriage, and you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off the premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming. Again, yeah. com is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off the com premium subscription. Just go to com.com slash Hot Marriage, that's 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library and new content is added every single week. Get started today at calm.com slash hotmarriage, that's dot com slash hotmarriage for 40% off. Okay, back to Jessica and John.
2: So Carter was 10, yeah, 12
1: now. I mean... I like am almost getting teary eyed. Like that is just like this I am getting teary eyed, but I just call it postpartum hormones, you know? But like that is honestly the sweetest story in the whole wide world with the private parts and like it's just like this
2: I feel like we need like another two hours. So there's like like the engagement story when you literally could not speak. You could not speak. (laughs) Open the box and went.
3: We it's a no, it.
0: isn't it? To <laughs> so let everybody know he's he's holding out a ring sitting there and not able to speak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious. Wait, Jess, did you know then? Did you have like an inkling? Because of what you're
2: acting super weird. So the thing happened with Carter. Yeah. And then my daughter was acting super weird. She's like, I'm going to help you pack, mommy. And I had like all... I was going to see my sister. So we were going to Sedona to um, hike. My uncle lives in Sedona. It was at the anniversary of a hiking accident that I had had. I don't know if you guys know, I had a serious injury. No, That's a whole nother. Yeah. Injury. Injury. And next episode with me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of those things. <laughs> so I was going back to hike the same place where I was injured. So my plan was to meet my sister and then my uncle and go out there. So my daughter knows that actually John's going to propose. So, what was she, seven? She was was seven at the time. So she's helping me pack my suitcase. And she's like, mommy, I think you need a fancy dress. I'm like, I'm not doing TV. Uh, I I have so many you know so many dresses from TV don't wear again or whatever and she's like I think you need a fancy dress so she starts pulling dresses from my closet and sticking them in my uh, (laughs) suitcase I think you need a fancy dress (laughs) but doesn't say it doesn't say why like okay Elaine. then we get there and then he's acting and then the day you proposed he was a total I was a train wreck I was
1: like real fast let's hear this whole story about the engagement
2: yeah
3: oh yeah so we went to the Grand Canyon so the plan was we were Going to the Grand Canyon. We were going to pick her sister up and then her sister was supposed to meet us. And then we were going to the Grand
2: Canyon. Remember when we landed the plane, that's when all the stuff hit like people magazine about us.
3: Oh yeah. Me
2: leaving the show. It was like that day. Oh. It could not we were flying into my sister lives in Prescott, Arizona. We yeah. flew in to see her. We we're going to drive to the Grand Canyon, go see my uncle in Sedona, do this whole thing, this whole huge, like four day thing. I love it out there. Even though I get injured every time I go, I broke my nose that weekend. This whole thing. Um <laughs> Mountain biking she went and over. Oh. Actually got crushed my face into it. day what? after. I was like, babe, hey, you don't want to get married,
3: just let me know now. We don't have to do this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, so so slightly accident prone. <clears throat> Don't
3: take me anywhere. So yeah, so the day up, we're supposed to like go to the Grand Canyon. It was like a couple hour drive out there, and all this other stuff. And I'm sister like, sister was late. Yeah, her sister was late, was and I was late. like, all right, we should just go without her. I'm
2: like, I can't do that. We gotta go. We and gotta I was go. like, are you angry? Be- like, what is and- wrong with you? Like, why are we going around town? Like, we're not <laughs> working. I do- and usually he's super chill. Like, we have the best time traveling together. I was a he was a rack. dick.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, and I said you yeah. were because I'm from Jacksonville. I'm from Florida. And so I was like, you know, Jess, when people come to visit and they want to go to Disney, we don't wake up at noon.
2: (laughs) Uh. I don't even know who this person is right now. I was like so mad. And I thought, I'm like, maybe it's because like this whole, all the stuff hit the press and, you know, with me leaving the show and maybe he's stressed out about that. And
3: yeah. So then anyway, so we get our sister the thing she's supposed to bring some guy that she's dating and whatever and she doesn't which was good but then, <laughs> but then we get to the Grand Canyon and we start hiking and I'm like pulling in and I'm like oh we should like stop by the gift shop at that point it was completely crowded because we were too late and all this other stuff and so I was just like I'm going to park and I'm like well do you want to drive you know I'm just like mm-hmm. and so we park we get to hiking we get down to whatever and like we're doing the hike we're doing this stuff and I'm like okay cool we get down to this like you were
2: still impatient like and if you know John he's not normally rattled by much of anything no. so that's why i'm like what is going on with
3: him she um, made me apologize for being
2: ass. <laughs> like I mean, seriously i'm not going anywhere with you until you apologize for what just happened
3: yeah like i was in a different space yeah, you did. but so then we get down to this and it was this beautiful like little overlook oh place God, and we go out her sister's like oh guys go get a picture go get a picture and i'm like okay sure and we walk out there and just kind of laughs and i was like what she's like nothing i'm like okay and we take a picture and we walk off and whatever she takes a picture with her sister this that and the other thing and we're kind of like enjoying the view and I am sweating and I unzip my bag my hand's like on the thing and I'm like ah god this is nerves i don't do nerves. i was laughing
2: because i was like you know if he was ever going to propose he should have done here but yeah
3: and so that was her laugh to go take the picture so of course i didn't propose then and then we go to leave and she's like all right we can take off and i'm like hey just real quick before we leave and i like go to get down on a knee i fall ish over <laughs> put my hand on the rock to brace <laughs> myself from falling over Aww. and i hold the thing up Literally, just sit there. I don't say anything. <laughs> just sit there. Oh, I just look have at her. Have you and ever like,
2: known him not to have words? <laughs> like he doesn't speak for like moments and moments and moments. And I'm like, what's and I just happening? and
3: the first thing that I said was, "It's
2: a that? no." <laughs> that, that, that's what he says. Wait, what did he say? He says it's a no, isn't it? And I said, "Baby, you, you didn't ask me a question." <laughs> oh you, you didn't ask me anything, but, but yes, uh, yes. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, good. <laughs> so he actually officially proposed in the like tram shuttle on the way back <laughs> to the parking lot it took
0: you that long <laughs>
2: literally couldn't speak i couldn't do anything he yeah. was like shaking so like,
3: Jess- a- I do not get rattled by no. anything except
2: me. Yeah, except you. Yeah, oh,
1: that's when you know she's the one. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so sweet. Okay, so let's see if if we're able to use this video for YouTube. Let's just see the ring real fast. I mean, I know Uh-oh. it's on Instagram, but still, I want to see it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Good job, John. Uh-huh. Wait Wait a minute. Did you tell him what you wanted? Because that's a really nice ring.
3: So we went.
2: He kept asking me questions and I, it stressed me out. I'm like, just whatever you think is good. Which is good that we actually went and like looked
3: at something and she like tried some stuff on and went, okay, this, not this. Because I would have ordered something totally different.
2: You guys probably don't know this. I don't wear a lot of jewelry. I'm just not a jewelry person. Um, and so this is it. Same. But, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah,
3: but it's beautiful. Well, like when we went and actually looked at him, and she tried them on. She's like, I thought I wanted like a square. Now I want an oval. This oh, and the other oh, thing. Oh. And so there's me just like taking notes. And then God, I went to one of the local jewelries, like custom ordered I like looked at and I can tell you where the imperfections are on that diamond <laughs> and all of that stuff and then said fill it around and do this and that and the other thing so she better like it because I like
1: it. <laughs> I mean, I think he did pretty good. A uh, funny story on that, real fast, is I went to Macy's with Doug. This is, you know, way back when we were newlyweds. And he told me he wanted to propose, you know, for real. Because all we had, you know, what the rings are when you get married. They're just like pretty basic. In
0: season one, they were pretty ridiculous. I mean, they were. Mine yeah. was like a keychain that you would find on <laughs> <under> your keys. <laughs>
2: the 25 cent machine
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i knew he wanted to propose and so we were at macy's and i was like i like that one that one's good enough for me like you know it was just like a very i don't know basic ring and then but it was beautiful i thought it was great and so then when he proposed to me i was like knocked out of the water because i was like that's not at all what i said but it's way better
2: (laughs) (laughs) awesome job dog
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah But anyways, well first of all, I'm so sorry we've kept you for so long, but I could talk to you literally all day. I yeah. like already want to have you back on.
2: And thank you guys so much for having us on. I mean, you know, he'll tell you I was nervous about just talking about us but I appreciate both of you like having us on and but I will say I wasn't nervous despite the whole ring story that
3: just happened
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're only nervous if you're proposing got it well
0: I mean we we are so happy for the both of you and we really appreciate you sharing the story openly and honestly and really letting us ask anything I think it's really telling and how much of a really comfortable and happy place you both are which is amazing
1: yeah I feel like that's what I mean that's a lot all of us just aspire for and how could anybody think anything other than happy thoughts for you guys because of that you know like, that's what we all want but for those of you guys who are listening i know you're dying to know where can you find dr jess and john well i know they're on instagram i'll let them share their handles I'm
2: at dr so dr jessica griffin okay and
3: that. i'm at john with no h just j-o-n underscore Francetic, which
1: by the way someone on my question i put the question box up i don't know if you guys saw it or not but i wrote uh any questions you have for dr jessica and john and i wrote j-o-h-n and someone said his name's j-o-n and i'm like okay okay thanks (laughs) got it
3: (laughs) so first of all thank you to that person but (laughs) it is one of those battles that you just choose not to care about anymore
2: you know. Yeah.
1: I don't know if you know this or not, but our first son is Jonathan as well. And we spell his name J O H N A T H A N. So, anyways, so that's probably, I mean, I got your name right on your handle, which is at John, although I call you Franchetic, and I feel like I've been saying your name forever, it's Francetic.
2: Francetic, Frans like an ass.
1: So I pretty much butchered your name. I'm really sorry.
0: <laughs>
3: Do you want to know the honest truth? Though I was in an airport, and somebody like called over the thing because I was with my dad. We were late for a flight, and the way they said our name, I can't remember how they said it, but they—I mean, it was the worst. It was—I <laughs> think they put in like Qs and Ks and stuff. <laughs> He looks at me at one point and goes, I think they're talking to us. (laughs) It was at least Franchetic, France tick. I've heard everything. You can understand when it's you, right? Like it's, at the end of the day, it's semantics. It doesn't really matter.
1: And the other thing I want to talk to you about, like real fast, because I know you guys have a course for couples. Tell us a little bit more about that.
2: So we started this relationship company like a year-ish, a year and a half ago. And it started because we were standing in the kitchen and cooking dinner. And John was like, what do you want to... Because I wasn't doing TV. And he's like, what do you really want to do besides my day job, which I love and adore? And I said, honestly, like my favorite part of doing television was connecting with couples and then like people who write in like i get dms mm-hmm. constant about relationship things. i'd love to do like just a course for couples that doesn't mean you have to go to a therapist's office because most people honestly aren't going to see a couple's therapist or don't have the time or the money and he's like why don't you do that like do that I'm like because i don't have the time and i don't have no idea what that would look like and he's like let's just do it and so he pushed me and we started Company. And it's basically like thinking about a house as your relationship with each room being a different facet of your relationship. Like the kitchen is dividing household responsibility, the bedroom is intimacy and sex and emotional connection, etc. But we built this company course and started doing online live we did live sessions this is all the pre-pandemic live sessions with couples we had tons of people sign up and participate in like a six-week class that we would all hang out on Tuesday nights or Thursday nights whichever it was and live and now we have a lot of them recorded now I'm trying to record all the content to get it an aired and put it in a course for Right now, we actually have a free. I did something for the pandemic for couples that are just trying to struggle in the pandemic and how to deal with being locked in down, trapped
0: same. with each other.
2: Yeah. Yeah. can escape. It's on lovebuilder.com. There's a free. Yeah,
3: the company is called Love Builder, and you know lovebuilder.com, as you would expect to spell that. But that's to her point. The whole premise is like you're going to build the house of love right so we're going to help you put all stuff she's going to help you put all the stuff together i just deal with all the it stuff
2: Uh (laughs) well he did a lot with the finance course so there's one session that's focused on finances and building a budget and things like that but if you go to love builder we have the free session that's just about like dealing with relationship stuff during the pandemic but we're going to offer some stuff in january online that folks can check yeah. out. We well. we
3: put a big pause button on it. I mean, if at any point somebody wanted to buy like the pre-recorded stuff or anything like that, yeah. we'll send you literally everything that comes with the course. The only difference is you can watch it at whatever pace you want. It's not, you know, live yeah. and whatever, and you can ask questions as you want. But we did push a pause button on it because with the pandemic, when you're a trauma expert, and the whole world's being traumatized. Yeah,
2: I've never been busier in my life. Like that includes when I was doing like four TV shows once. (laughs) Like I've never been busier from my own house in my own sweatpants and slippers (laughs) just because there's so much going on in the world. And you know, my specialty is kids and trauma and, Help families and parents are more stressed out than ever right now, trying to figure out how to do all this. And so we put some stuff with Love Builder on we'll pause, and but it'll kick things back yeah. off in the new year.
1: So that's really exciting. So, just to clarify, so in the new year, you're going to have live sessions available with your course for lovebuilder.com?
2: Yes. So yep. we'll have the live sessions available, and we're in the middle of recording a lot of our content so that people will be able to access it, you know, as course, just like what you and I were chatting about earlier, that they can access in their own time. In the meantime, if people really want to access it now, they can just email us or DM us at, at Love Builder. And we're happy to you know send the content out that way, too. Okay. Um, that's awesome. previous live sessions are uh, recorded as well. Yeah. I feel like
1: that's perfect because maybe somebody right now in the pandemic is going through an issue, you know, and they might need something. So that's really... Yeah.
2: They can access all that stuff for free on our Love Builder site. And I'm going to link some other stuff on my Instagram for some of the stuff I do in my day job around, you know, just supporting parents who are trying to deal with remote learning, uh, which is challenging.
1: I can't even imagine. I have a three-year-old and people who have like school-aged kids, I don't know how they do it, you know, because like she's technically just pre-K, so I don't necessarily have to teach her anything per se. But like people who have kindergarten and up, it's like, geez, that's like a. Big weight on your shoulders. Yeah,
3: her youngest is the hardest. He's super smart, but he he's wants to seven. run around and wants to play, and he's seven. And so, like, I'll walk into his room, and he's like on the floor, spinning himself <laughs> in circles with the computer up his desk, and I'm like, what are you supposed to be doing? He's like, I don't know, reading.
2: You know, but thank God for John because like <laughs> my kids have struggled in math and he's a finance guy. So built and they listen to him like, I walk in and I'm like, whatever, mom. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, guys. Well, it was so, so great chatting with you. I genuinely want to have you back on, Dr. Jess, just for your expertise, because I feel like a lot of parents do need to hear from you. I-
2: too. I'm doing a ton of stuff on parenting and trauma, and I mean, well, and then there's like I don't know how much we get in child abuse stuff, but like the child abuse rates are like skyrocketing right now and the oh, that's pandemic, so and so one of the reasons why we've had to put some of my other like side gigs on hold just to shift gears and deal with all that. But.
1: Well, my heart, like in my hat, really goes off to both of you, but for you in particular, Dr. Jess, because like I feel like you're kind of on the front line, you know, dealing with people, in particularly kids, who I can imagine that. This is heartbreaking to say out loud, but like I could see how I mean, I don't even know how to say this in the right way. But like, you know, parents are frustrated because they're trying to teach. They're trying to work. They're trying to do everything they're doing. And so it's heartbreaking to think that like child abuse is rocketing or skyrocketing, like you said. But like I can see it, which is terrible. But I'm just so thankful that there are people like you in the world who can help these families, these children to kind of like, I don't know, to find different ways to cope and to heal through all of this. But um, so happy for both of you. And for all of you guys listening, it's at John Francetic. I said it right. <laughs> and nice Dr. Dot Jessica Griffin on Instagram, if you guys want to follow them. And then their course is Love Builder. And that's available on Instagram as well. They could follow you at, at Love Builder as well.
3: It's
2: at... You, you like so, lowercase, so, you know what do you call
3: it? No, it's an underscore. Oh, but so because other things weren't available, really. Uh. But it's just Love Builder Inc. with an underscore after all of the words. Gotcha. Right?
1: Love Builder so, Inc. underscore.
3: Yeah, if you go to any of our pages, we have the links to it. Okay, well. cool.
1: Perfect then. So I would say just go to Dr. Dot Jessica Griffin or at John Francetic. All right, guys. It was so nice to have you. I'm so thankful that you guys trusted us with your story. Yes. And I hope that we I mean, we're really just going to share what you shared. So we will do it justice. We
2: love you guys. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. And love you guys uh, maybe too. we'll come see you post COVID. Yes, let's yeah. get together and the, the
1: dudes can go skydiving. The girls can just hang with the kids and drink wine. All right. We got to go put our kiddos to bed, but we love you guys. We'll talk to you guys soon.
0: <laughs> you know, I was looking forward to this interview because of so many reasons, but I felt a connection to John while I was watching him during his season, not in kind of a weird way, but my interactions with Dr. Jessica, whenever we saw each other have always been positive. And I was just, I I follow them on Instagram and they are just almost a definition of finding true love and being happy. Yeah, And you realize that it can happen at any stage in your life. It can happen anywhere, probably in the places you least expect it to.
1: I got to be honest, like when I first heard about it, it doesn't sound kosher at first, right? I mean, I'm sure that Dr. Jessica and John would say the same thing. Maybe not John.
0: <laughs> I don't no. think he cares. Well, it, it, but it almost had the feel of like a teacher dating a student.
1: Yeah, but honestly, that is like so far from what it really is.
0: Like she said, the optics of it are going to look that way, but you know when you know what and not so much the behind the <laughs> Hendrix is nursing not so much the behind the scenes of it but you know the timeline of when oh, you f- Oh
1: what? yeah tell us more
0: <laughs> It's like he waits until we start to talk
1: <laughs> Tell us more sweet boy
0: as your nipples out <laughs>
1: We turned the Skype off. You can't see this part now.
0: But no, like, I mean, we know the timeline of when filming happens, when the show airs, and then no one really knew what happened between the show stopping filming and when they started to really get serious with one another. And I'm really happy that they shared their story with us because I don't think they've really spoke with anybody about this.
1: Well, no, she said that they haven't talked to anybody yet. And I feel honestly so honored that they're talking to us.
0: I'm a little upset that they didn't choose me to be their minister (laughs) for the wedding. He's going to hold that grudge forever. But you never know. You never know what will happen if, you know, Pastor Cal's a busy guy. (laughs) So... We'll see.
1: Oh, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast interview as much as we did. Uh, If you want to see the behind the scenes, I think we're going to be able to pull that up and put it up on YouTube. And until then, you know, we love you guys. We will talk to you next week and we have another amazing podcast episode coming your way. So
0: see you next week. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Ciao.